Well, on page 919, we have the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 11. I'm going to be in a moment. Interesting thing. Last night, we're having a birthday dinner in our home for our daughter-in-law, Jody. And uh, it's not quite her birthday, but it was just the only time we could round them up to have the dinner. And so we were having a little early birthday dinner for Jody. Her birthday is actually in December. And we're just sitting around the table having the birthday dinner. And I, I think Jody is who asked the question. She was seated next to me last night. Our young grandson, Joel Jr., we have name plates when we get our family together where we put people where we want them. And he changes every one of them. <laughs> He's moved me just as far. I'm almost not in the room. And he took over the seat that's been my seat for 29 years. He's now, that's, he's taking my seat. So I'm down on this other end, and there's Jody. And uh, I think Jody said, well, tomorrow's your last Tuesday Bible lunch, isn't it? I said, it is. She said, what are you, what's your subject tomorrow? I said, well, my subject tomorrow is interesting. It's entitled, Your Greatest Challenge. Well, Somebody down the table said, well, mine, well, what's it going to be? And somebody else guessed what it would be. And about that time, Jody said, I'll tell you what my greatest challenge is, Pop. I said, what? She said, you. <laughs> then she said, I was just kidding. Well, I don't know. I, I may be her greatest challenge. I don't know. But I won't talk to you today about your greatest challenge. You say, well, what is, Pastor, our greatest challenge? Here's what it is. Life. L-I-F-E. Life. Now, that's a big old broad subject, but you, I'm serious. I've been thinking about this. I'm going to show you a verse that's going to really bless you in a moment. We'll look at a couple of verses. But, you know, with so many people like health issues this afternoon, uh, John's taking me downtown to visit the hospital. I guess he thinks I'm unable to go, but he's going with me. We're going to make a double visit. To, to see two people downtown. And uh, the people we're going to be seeing both have real health issues. But many people, some of you, from time to time, most all of us have health issues. Sometimes it could be relationship issues, or it could be financial issues, or it could be work issues. I received an email this morning. I've not yet responded. I've got to process how to respond. Somebody had been visiting our church for a good period of time. And I, I don't think I'd ever met them. I, I couldn't put a face of the name. But they were just telling me in this email, they, didn't, they weren't specific, but just said it's one of the darkest times uh, this person said in my life. Is that me doing that? Or is this doing that? Or what is this doing that? Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm right now, one of my great challenges right now is to figure out what's going wrong with my PA system up here. But anyway, uh, a lot of things, financial things relationship changes and all these kind of things that can be very stressful and then I'll add to the list I don't want to lose my group here but it could be it, the holidays now they can be really stressful I'm talking about some of you look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about I think in Tuesday in January first Tuesday I'm going to speak online because <laughs> I'm telling you, these holidays are stressful. You look at your calendar, it's just every night something else is going on. And many other things you wish you could go to, you can't. It, it can be a very stressful thing. Well, there's a verse I'm going to show you that's going to help you with that. 
It's in the Gospel of Luke, but I want you to look in Luke chapter 11. It's interesting when you read the Gospel of Luke, much of the emphasis Luke has in his Gospel on the life of Jesus has to do with his prayer life. If you want to read much about the prayer life of Jesus, Luke would be a good place to go and read. And he discusses or he mentions in the Gospel the frequent uh, prayer life of Jesus. In fact, if you look in Luke chapter 11, just in the first verse, says it came to pass as Jesus was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples to pray. Now, following that, if you look in verse 2, like from verse 2 on through verse number 5, we have what is called the Lord's Prayer. Actually, it's not the Lord's Prayer at all. It's the model prayer. Jesus gives kind of a model of how to pray and you find it in the gospel of Matthew it's a little different in the gospel of Matthew the one in Matthew is probably the one most of us have memorized but actually Jesus is prayer be over in John chapter 17 but it's okay to call it the Lord's prayer it's 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 like a pattern Jesus said this is how you are to pray and then after that what Jesus did after he gave this model prayer he he gave two parables like stories. That's an earthly story of the heavenly meaning. That's a great definition of a parable. But he gave these two parables to illustrate God's willingness to hear and answer the prayers of his children. In fact, if you look in verse 5 through 8, time won't permit reading all this, but he tells a story about a man who had a friend who showed up at midnight. And that's what that whole little story is about in verses 5 through 8. Then in verse, in, in verses uh, following that, uh, verse, verse like uh, 11 and, and 12, what Jesus does, he, he tells another story about, a, 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 it's just like a parable about a boy asking his father for food. I mean, these are just everyday kind of stories. Guy has a friend show up at midnight, and then here's a father and his son ask him for food. And so he tells these two stories to illustrate what he has just been talking about. Well, now the application of this thing comes down in verse 13, which is our verse today. Jesus said, after telling these two stories, he gave the model prayer. He gives these two stories to illustrate what he's talking about. And he said, now, if you then, now remember he's talking, one disciple asked the question, but we assume the other disciples, maybe all of them, maybe not, But these disciples are followers of Jesus. They're believers, okay? And what Jesus said to them, and it has broad application to those of us that are believers in Jesus. I would hope everybody in the room falls in that category. Jesus said, if you then, being evil. Now that just simply means you have a a sinful nature. We all have a human sinful nature. Uh, It says, if you then, being evil, that is having a a, a sinful nature, you're human beings, know how to give good gifts to your children. In fact, if you go back and look at that story about that son who asked his father for something to eat, back in verse 11, it says, if a son asks for bread from, from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Back in Bible days, bread was somewhat shaped like a stone would be. Stone would, of course, be inedible. You can't eat a stone. 
So if your child asks you for bread, you're not going to give him a rock. You're not going to give him a stone. Or he says, uh, if, uh, if he asks for some fish, it says no father in the world would give his son a serpent instead of a fish. Serpent, that is something to destroy. So that, you know, even, even sinful human fathers wouldn't do such a thing as that. So with that little background, it says, if you then be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, I know we're not interested in, in, in the original language, but we, we, just go, we need, on this verse, I would ask you to just get interested because it's very interesting. If you look at the last part of this verse, it says, if you be any of your human beings know how to give gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give, and then it says, the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Now, the fullness of the Holy Spirit did not come until the day of Pentecost. I understand that. But having, having said that, at the time when Jesus spoke this to them, they were believers. They were followers. Now, you and I as believers, when we ask the Lord Jesus to come into our heart, the Bible teaches us in Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 39 over in the book of Ephesians, uh, in, in Romans 8, verse 9, not 39, in Ephesians in chapter 1, the Bible teaches that the, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell all of us. So let's just think of it this way. We already have the Holy Spirit indwelling us. But here's what it says. If you ask, it's interesting what the gift that the Father, of, our Heavenly Father gives, it's Holy Spirit. Of all the gifts God could give, the one Jesus talks about here, it says, if you will, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? Now, in, in the Greek text, in the original language, this article, the, T-H-E, is not there. Now, in our English Bible, they have put it there to make the sentence uh, read smoothly. If we were reading out of the Greek New Testament today, the actual, uh, the, the text itself it would just say something like this, how much more will your heavenly Father give Holy Spirit? Now here's, here's the point. When, when you have the, the article the in front of Holy Spirit is talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. Without the article in front of Holy Spirit, which in the text it's not there, it's not talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, it's talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm on to something here that's very, very helpful if you'll stop and think about it. All of us have been through, or maybe now going through, or if we live long enough, we will go through challenges in life. And no matter what challenge we go through in life, if we will ask, we already have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, but God will give us an abundance, an anointing, and we'll actually have more of his spirit enabling us to have the power to teach us, to guide us, to direct us in our life. We have something really great going on in Luke chapter 11 in verse number 13. And I just today felt like as we, as we get ready to go through these holidays and we get ready for a new year when we come back, we'll be in it. The fact of the matter is... Uh, we have a resource here 
I mean, I know we say, well, you know, I'm a believer and the Holy Spirit dwells in me. But there is an anointing of God's Spirit. And all we have to do is ask. And somehow, some way, God just pours a fresh anointing on us to enable us. It's like we have a power beyond our own power that produces not only direction, but produces peace in a remarkable, remarkable way. Last Thursday night, we had in this very room one of the most remarkable programs I've heard in a long time. We had uh, Gigi Graham. Gigi is the, now I'd say it this way, I say she's the oldest of the Billy and Ruth Graham children. Now she says it a different way. She says, I'm the one they love most. <laughs> I like that. But she's the elder of the children. And she came and did our program last Wednesday night, last Thursday night. Now, she came on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock because she needed to, she has back issues and she needed to uh, not just fly in the day she was going to do it. And, and she just can't put that together like that. So she came on Wednesday night. And so Dottie and I went out to the Hobby Airport and we, we parked the car and we didn't just say, you know, Gigi, find us out on the curb. We, we, it's just Billy Graham's daughter. We're not going to say Billy Graham's daughter, get an Uber and find Pasadena. No, no, we're going to show Christian respect. And so we went in and we waited. And we, we know her, so we would recognize her and she would know and recognize us. And uh, the two of the children we know well. And the others we just know kind of like you know them, but there's two. Through Dr. Kendall is how we know those two, but be that as it may. We waited for that little place, you know, where they have to come out of the secure air so you know you can catch them. And we, walk, we, we, got, we got our luggage and we go to the car. And uh, Dottie and I had talked about, will she want to go eat or will she already have eaten? We don't know. So we get in the car and we said, Gigi, now, have you had dinner? She said, no, and I'm starving. And I said, well, tell us what kind of food you like. Now, we'd been thinking about ourselves where we might would want to take her. She said, anywhere but Mexican food. <laughs> so this is not going to be good. Then she said, now, the reason I don't like Mexican, to go to a Mexican restaurant, I don't know how to order. Of course, if you lived in Black Mountain, North Carolina, you probably wouldn't know. She said, I go to the she also lives in Florida. She said, my kids take me these nice Mexican restaurants, but like, I'm just wanting to order something like a taco or whatever. I can't ever find it on the menu. It's got all these names. I said, well, we, we'll go somewhere. I said, well, what, what's some place that you like to go? She said, well, do you have, I said, well, Houston has everything. What do you want to do? She said, is there a cheesecake factory? I said, there he is. There he is. It would have probably been about 19th on my list, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> well, we go down to Baybrook Cheesecake Factory, and we just had a delightful time. But in the course of that visit, she shared something about Billy Graham I'd never heard. I knew a dabble of it, I had read, but I didn't know the deal. She was telling about her dad. You know, he lived to be 99 years of age. And she said, you know, the last, the last part of daddy's life, she said uh, he, he became completely blind. He couldn't see anything, nothing. And she said then to matters worse, he couldn't hear anything. He lost 
all of his hearing. He lost all of his sight. She said, remarkably, in, in some sense, he still had a right good mind. But she said the amazing thing about Dad, to me, during those times, she said, I, my, my home is very, very close, and so I would just go sit and just be there with him. And she said, he had this unbelievable peace. She says, overwhelming. And she said, I've heard about it all my life, but she said, I saw my daddy blind and couldn't hear anything, not anything. But he just had a peace and he had a calmness. I'll tell you what, I thought about this Luke eleven thirteen. You know, my take on that, my take on that is that the Heavenly Father, during that end part of his life, uh, just gave him more of the Holy Spirit that enabled him to have a peace that would not be a normal thing in that situation. Now, I'm thankful you and I are not blind. We all can hear to some degree. But let me tell you what. When we get out here in life and these challenges come, the fact of the matter is, and the Bible says so, if we'll just ask the Heavenly Father will give us Holy Spirit. He will give us an anointing that will help us through every challenge and everything that we ever face in life. And Lord, I bless you for that. None of us know how it will finally one day be. Well, we really know how it will finally one day be. God will be with you. But on this side, we, we don't know. But what we can know is we have a gift of the Holy Spirit that will enable us and empower us that, dear God, no matter what challenge comes our way, we can have that same kind of peace, not because of our strength, but because of Him who lives in us that empowers us beyond our strength. God, I pray now thy blessings on every person in this room. I thank you for this year, God. We've had a really great year of Tuesday Bible Lunch. Jimmy said it well. This may have been our finest year, and I thank you for that. I pray for those, God, today that perhaps are going through a challenge. And I pray that the very Holy Spirit that we read about in this great verse will enable them and empower them that they'll have a peace come no matter what. Give us safety during the holidays. Give us a great Thanksgiving, God. May Christmas and Christmas month be one of just reflection and gratitude. And God, we look forward in thy will to being back together here in this room in January. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.